Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. U.S. jury finds Antigua citizen Dr. Craig Wright sole creator of Bitcoin. Antigua to get a grant of hundreds of thousands of dollars under debt for climate swap. IMF projects a 5% growth for Dominica from 2022 to 2026. Bahama reverses policy regarding African countries over Omicron variant. And billionaire John Paulson looks to sell two Puerto Rico hotels. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, December 13th. We start our report today in Antigua. Antigua Newsroom reports that a U.S. federal court has declared Antigua Australian citizen Dr. Craig S. Wright to be the sole individual who can claim the mantle of Satoshi Nakamoto, the pseudonymous creator of Bitcoin. On December 6, the jury in the Florida civil trial Kielman versus Wright returned a verdict rejecting arguments that Wright had helped his former friend and colleague Dave Kielman in developing the Bitcoin technology. The suit was brought by Ira Kielman, brother of Dave Kielman, who died in April 2013. Ira Kielman also claimed his brother helped Wright mine over 1 million tokens in Bitcoin's early years and asked the court for a 50% share of these tokens. But the jury similarly rejected this claim, concluding that Dave Kielman and Wright had no partnership to mine Bitcoin and thus the Kielman estate had no right on Wright's tokens. Following his victory, Wright issued a statement thanking his supporters and expressing satisfaction for being completely vindicated. Wright, who earlier this year won a UK court judgment over his copyright in the Bitcoin white paper, said each legal victory takes us closer to a world where digital cash is used, not a global casino, but real digital cash. Satoshi Nakamoto released the Bitcoin white paper in October 2008, while the technology itself made its debut the following January. Wright stepped away from the project in years following its launch, only to see his vision corrupted by developers who stripped Bitcoin of all its utility, resulting in the corrupt BTC technology that functions only as an invert form of digital gold. In response, Wright developed BSV, Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, which honors the white paper's vision of cost-effective microtransactions while also serving as a powerful data management and valuation protocol. Antigua Newsroom reports that the Alliance of Small Island States has entered into a first-of-its-kind partnership with the Open Society Foundations, which will counter the debilitating cycle of islands' debt service payments. To be implemented in partnership with the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States Commission, a grant of $500,000 from the Open Society for the Finance for acting on climate in the Eastern Caribbean project seeks to alleviate an issue that is endemic to many small island developing states, 
focusing on Antigua and Barbuda as a pilot depth for climate swap country. In the Eastern Caribbean, total public sector debt amounted to 5.4 billion U.S. dollars as of December 2022. This debt is exasperated by repeated destruction of physical and social infrastructure, productive capacity, and development setbacks caused by climate impacts such as hurricanes and droughts, as well as natural disasters such as volcanic eruptions and earthquakes. Every few years. Caribbean islands are confronted with disasters, resulting in loss and damages in excess of 5% of GDP. To cope with recovery from these continuous extreme events and climate change impacts, islands go further into debt. The FACE project will be administered by the government of Antigua and Barbuda as Alliance of Small Islands State Chair, and its activities aim to promote a just and inclusive response to the dual impacts of climate change and the COVID-19 pandemic on small island developing states. One avenue for small island developing states to address debt challenges while also increasing resilience to climate change is debt for swap climate. In this arrangement, developing countries reduce their external debt while investing the liberated funds in national climate adaptation and mitigation programs. The Antigua Observer reports that the Antigua and Barbuda United Progressive Party has begun embarking on what its leadership calls an investment tour, seeking foreign direct investments in hopes of bringing economic prosperity to the twin island state of Antigua and Barbuda. A shared three-page document disclosed details of recent trips to two Latin countries, Panama and the Dominican Republic. The trips were led by the United Progressive Party political leader Harold Lavelle and leader of the opposition Jamel Pringle. The purpose of the regional meetings, according to the party, was to remain consistent with its priorities in several areas of national development. The goal of the trade and investment mission is to build relationships with key international partners to promote Antigua and Barbuda's strong capacity for trade and investment and to unlock opportunities in key development areas, namely tourism, aviation, housing, manufacturing, agriculture, agritech, financial tech, and international banking, the United Progressive Party shared in the document. This investment and trade tour has been dubbed as highly successful by Lavelle, who said that at least two investors have already had promising dialogue with the United Progressive Party delegation. The party remains confident that these talks will provide economic linkages, thus creating jobs for young people in the country. Once the United Progressive Party has the opportunity to run the government following the next general election, a Ministry of Jobs, Enterprise and Innovation will be established. This proposed ministry will be activated to assist young entrepreneurs with capital and business markets inside and outside of Antigua and Barbuda. A review of the Citizenship by Investment Union will be done if the United Progressive Party assumes political leadership. The party believes that this can benefit the financial sector and address de-risking 
lacking that currently faces the region. Speaking of the region, the United Progressive Party has plans to reduce the cost of work permits, as the party believes that Antigua and Barbuda's culture has become unique due to the blending of influences from other Caribbean citizens choosing to make the country their home. Dominica News Online reports that the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, is projecting a promising economic growth for Dominica at 5% in 2022 to 2026 as the country recovers from the economic impact of the global pandemic COVID-19. This comes as the agency released its concluding statement, which describes the preliminary findings of IMF staff at the end of an official visit to Dominica. Missions are undertaken as a part of regular, usually annual, consultations under Article 4 of the IMS Articles of Agreement in the context of a request to use IMF resources borrowed from the IMF as a part of discussions of staff-monitored programs or as a part of other staff monitoring of economic developments. The Washington, D.C. financial institution in its report said growth outlook is promising for Dominica as the gross domestic product for the country is expected to reach pre-pandemic levels by 2023 and tourism recovery will be supported by the ongoing construction of new hotels and the inauguration of direct flights from the United States from December 2021. Dominica's GDP is estimated to have contracted by 11 percent in 2020, IMF stated, and has shown a modest recovery of 3.7 percent in 2021, underpinned by a sharp reduction in tourism and related sectors, plus the COVID-19 outbreak that forced a lockdown in August 2021. Supported by the large public investment program and the projected gradual recovery in tourism, with added hotel capacity, IMF stated the government plans to maintain high levels of public investment into the medium-term finance mainly by citizen-by-investment revenue. Key projects include a new international airport, housing resilient to natural disasters, road improvement, a resilient water and sewage network, improvements in the hospital capacity, including a new hospital financed by the People's Republic of China, and a geothermal electricity plant. These projects will accelerate growth in the near term during the construction phase and will also increase potential output in the long term, including spillovers in tourism and reduction of fossil fuel dependency, all of which improve Dominica's external sustainability and competitiveness. With public debt approaching 106% of GDP after the pandemic, according to the IMF, the recent passage of the Fiscal Responsibility Bill in Dominica will support public debt reduction and the sustainability of the government developing plan. Additionally, the agency reported that the government of Dominica's intention to avoid additional new taxes or charges is welcome, consistent with the objective of creating a favorable environment for private investment while minimizing the tax burden on tax administration, which is affected by limited capacity. To strengthen the public debt 
sustainability outlook and support achievement of the regional debt target. The Monetary Fund said the government should maintain progress on institutional fiscal reforms. HaitiNews.net reports that this year marks the 14th anniversary of the establishment of diplomatic relations between China and Costa Rica, with the ties becoming closer and stronger. Back in 2007, Costa Rica became the first Central American country to forge diplomatic ties with China in the new century. Four years later, a free trade pact between the two countries took effect, and bilateral trade has flourished ever since. From 2007 to 2020, Costa Rica's export to China increased nearly fivefold. The goods exported to China's market have been expanding diversity, and bilateral cooperation in various fields continues to strengthen. After Costa Rica, Panama, Dominica, and El Salvador also established diplomatic ties with China subsequently. On Friday, Nicaragua signed with China a joint communique on the resumption of diplomatic relations severing the diplomatic ties with Taiwan. The Real Deal New York Real Estate News reports that billionaire investor John Paulson is seeking to get double what he spent on two San Juan hotels he bought for $260 million in 2014. Paulson hired JLL to market San Juan's Condado Vanderbilt Hotel and La Concha Renaissance San Juan Resort, according to the Wall Street Journal. Hotel owners and brokers say the two properties could each fetch upwards of $500 million. Puerto Rico's tourism and hospitality was hit hard by the pandemic. As of August, more than a third of the massive upscale mall of San Juan, intended to be a symbol of the territory's economic recovery, sat empty, and anchor retailer Nordstrom was on its way out. Hotel occupancy has now largely recovered to 2019 levels. Occupancy in the first 10 months of 2021 was 63.2 percent, almost twice the percentage last year and below that period in 2019. Puerto Rico was struggling economically even before the pandemic. Hurricanes Maria and Irma in 2017 devastated the island amid fiscal and political woes. Hotel owners and investors hope the post-pandemic boom could help reverse those fortunes. The U.S. leisure and hospitality market still has some way to go before it returns to pre-pandemic levels. As of November, the industry employed 1.3 million people, or 7.9% fewer than it did in February 2020. The Jamaica Gleaner reports that the Bahamas government has reversed its policy of imposing travel restrictions on persons coming from certain African countries arising from the Omicron COVID-19 variant. The government indicated that the decision was taken due to the mild nature of the variant. Several countries, including those in the Caribbean, had imposed travel restrictions on South Africa, Botswana, Lesotho, Eswatini, Malawi, Mozambique, Nambia, Tanzania, and Zimbabwe after the new COVID-19 variant was detected in South Africa a few weeks ago. 
Health and Wellness Minister Dr. Michael Darville, who announced the removal of the travel restrictions, also announced that the ministry has started the first phase of the COVID-19 vaccine booster rollout. The new Omicron variant labeled by the World Health Organization was being more transmissible than the Delta variant has already spread to some 40 countries around the world and is moving closer and closer to our shores, Darville told legislators. It is therefore very important that each of us does our part in stopping the spread of the virus by strictly following all health protocols. As we ramp up our vaccination efforts, we remain hopeful that we will reach our projected target of 200,000 vaccinated Bahamians and residents by the end of the year. The increased vaccinations of our citizens and residents will certainly reduce the severity and impact of the virus and make it easier for us to keep our economy open and enable us to continue our lives with some degree of normalcy, he said. My View News reports that veteran reggae singer and producer Freddie McGregor recently signed a worldwide publishing deal with Warner Chappelle Music, the publishing arm of Warner Music Group. The deal covers the full catalog of the pioneering reggae musician and entrepreneur whose career spans almost six decades with more than 40 albums. As principal of Big Ship record label, the singer is known for hit songs including Big Ship, I Was Born a winner, just don't want to be lonely, and push comes to shove. He was conferred with the Order of Distinction in 2003 by the Jamaican government for his contributions to music. The NASA Guardian reports that Ms. Bahamas World Sienna Evans has made it to the semifinals of the Miss World Top Model Competition, an important preliminary in the Miss World pageant. Evans placed in the top 13 out of some 100 contestants. The Miss Bahamas organization says Evans' placement is a good indicator that she is considered a contender for the Miss World title, as many of the eventual winners of the past Miss World pageants have been included in the top model semifinals. We are so, so proud of this placement, said Michelle Malcolm, Miss Bahamas organization's president. While Evans continues to perform well, she will need the support of the public to help propel her forward. There are three ways to vote. Simply to download on Mobster app, search for Sienna Evans, follow her and like all her posts by swiping right or pressing the star. Visit her contestant page of Miss World website and selecting the vote button or follow her on the official Miss World Bahamas Facebook page and like all her content. The Miss World finale is set for December 16 in San Juan, Puerto Rico, when Tony and Singh of Jamaica will crown her successor. And finally, BVINews.com reports that the Taddy Bay International Airport in Virgin Gauda is expected to see more direct flights coming from San Juan, Puerto Rico in the coming weeks. The British Virgin Islands Premier and Minister of Tourism, Andrew Foy, said this uptick in flights to the sister island is because of an increase in tourist arrivals. He noted that the recent upgrades and subsequent reopening of the airport meant the territory's partners in the aviation industry are now able to offer direct airless from San Juan. 
Our airline partners are reporting high interest from passengers wanting to visit Virgin Gata. I'm happy to report that from December 17th, the direct commercial flights from San Juan to Virgin Gata will begin. From December 17th and onwards, Cape Air will be commencing three flights daily into Virgin Gota and out of the Taddy Bay International Airport between Virgin Gota and San Juan, Foy said. Foy also mentioned his government is currently in negotiations to further increase the airlift in Virgin Gota and Anigata, especially since the Captain Auguste George Airport has been approved for night flights. The tourism minister added that the government's airline partners have reported an increase in the number of persons looking to take daily chartered flights into the two sister islands. There is high interest from a few airlines for daily charters into and out of Virgin Gata and Anigata, and is already the case for the Terrence B. Lexham Airport. So we are going to see more persons flying into our sister islands of Virgin Gata and Anigata. All of this is good news for our economy. Economy, for our tax and our tour operators, our food vendors, restaurants, bars, car rentals, accommodation operators, and all our other tourism business, Foy added. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, December 13th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.